Okay, cool. So want to dig into the new album and the tour and get your opinion on a couple of things. But uh, <laughs> the, the last uh, couple years have been kind of crazy. It's been five years since your last album, Shadows Inside. And I'm kind of curious if uh, this whole pandemic kind of derailed things. Because I figure, you know, two, three years it would put us at like 20, 20, 21. Were you starting to think about a new album? Kind of take me back for the uh, <laughs> the timeline for this whole new album. Yeah, it was. it's actually funny you say that because, yeah, we were at the um, right at the tail end of a cycle getting ready to um, I guess jump into the studio and I had a little one on the way and, uh, and then the world stopped. So it gave us all the time in the world and gave me some time at home. Um, but yeah, it it was, uh, sort of a blessing and a curse. Um, I'd say more of a blessing just because, uh, we really had a lot of time with his album, but, um, yeah, it's definitely prolonged our break. <laughs> where where were you guys at? Like, I kind of look at it as like the whole world kind of shut down in March of 2020. Where were you guys at at that point with the album? Had you even started thinking about writing? Had some songs? Where take me back as far as that that timeline? Yeah, so we um we are always writing. I think probably like right when the pandemic started, uh, we probably had or like sorry, let me rewind a little bit before the pandemic started. And when we were thinking about going to the studio, we were were working on studio time and stuff. I think we had like nine, maybe ten songs. Um, obviously, the the world shutting down. Um, I think just the conversations and figuring out logistics probably added another twelve months <laughs> to just figure out how to even get into a studio once everything stopped. And so I think when we when all said was done, uh, I think we had twenty seven songs when we went into the album or into the studio. Wow, twenty seven, yeah, man. It was, it, it, yeah. <laughs> And a lot to write about. A lot to write about. Does that mean we got an EP behind the album, or are you just going to hang on to those songs for the next cycle? No, those are they're probably long gone. Um, we usually never revisit songs that didn't make it. Yeah, they just didn't make the cut. We're always we have like a riff bank though, so like our Dropbox, <laughs> we have a shared Dropbox within the band, and we're just always sending in riff ideas and uh, vocal ideas. So um, yeah, they're long gone. I, there's a few that didn't make the final album that will probably come in the deluxe. Um, that we did record, but that's about that's about it. Those, no one ever know those ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm loving everything that I've heard so far. I mean, Unconquered, Earthshaker, Freefall, Bleed Together. And, you know, I was going to bring up Bleed Together because I'm guessing that that's kind of where you got the uh, album title from the lyric Curse of Existence in, in the tune Bleed Together, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So funny story, the name of that song based off the chorus and the album was actually called A Movable Stone, which we thought was very left field and out of the way we're like okay let a movable stone like when we we're in the studio this is what's going to be called it's the name of the title track all this and then while we're waiting and obviously stuff just gets getting pushed back and back and back because of the state of the world uh Silosis released an album and a song called <laughs> a movable stone and we had all this artwork in this whole campaign we're like oh my god we, we've got to call an audible we can't do this <laughs> so uh we it was a plan b but i think it worked out for the best um but yeah that's you you're exactly right it came from the, the that was going to be the leading track which is now bleed together and curse of existence came from it which i think at the end of the day um was meant to be it just feels um it feels right and uh yeah, that, that song, too, is, has just a, such a heavy weight for the band. Interesting story. I like that you did your own uh, uh, title police on yourself and said, oh, well, no, we can't do that if they're doing that. I love that because, yeah, it's funny how many song titles and themes kind of all get repeated over the years. Oh, man, our hearts sank. I wish <laughs> I wish I could have recorded my face that morning when I got the, the news article of this other album being released with, like, 
all the same title. Like every, we had all this work to put into a movable stone, all this campaign stuff. And we just had to go back to the drawing board, which was a good exercise, obviously, but definitely not what we wanted. But uh, I think, like I said, it came out better. You know, uh, speaking of, of like the artwork and stuff like that for your band, you know, you're a metal fan. We have Eddie, we have Vic Rattlehead, we have Snaggletooth. And I think it's about time we come up, come up with a name for your kind of mascot line guy thing. No, I know we need a we need a name. We always we've always played around with like what do we call our fans? Like do we call it a tribe or do we call it a like? Obviously, we would never go as far as calling them like cubs in this like line. We've we've had so many ideas of what we would do it. But I think, yeah, I think I, I don't know Larry the Lion. I guess we could do <laughs> something with an L. <laughs> yeah, you need. I to- think that's why I have to keep my long hair. Everyone else is short haired uh, now. Bailed on me. I'm trying to keep it going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny that you bring up the hair thing because I was going to hit that too. But it, yeah, I, I, I like where you're going alliteration. Larry the Lion or something. Lawrence? Nah, that's too long. Leo the? Nah, that's boring. I don't know, but there's something definitely Le- there. Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and speaking of branding, I know you guys did the uh, Lions Brew recently. Is there going to be another round of that, or maybe a craft beer? You know, we've actually been working on um, with a couple people on some beers. So yeah, we we did Lions Brew as a coffee, but I think we are going to transfer it more into a beer. It's just the hardest thing with the beers is shipping it, whether it's national or international. So that's just like that's the hardest, it's the last step. So you can get we can get the branding down and get the right flavor and pick the brewery we want to work with, but getting it to the masses is like is the curveball. But it's not not possible. We just gotta that's the the last obstacle. So is that is that going to tie in with the album coming out, or are you think it'll be a little bit after that, or next year, or probably not going to do with the album coming out, but it'll it'll do with the album. It'll run parallel and probably come out summertime. We wanted to do like a refreshing summer like beer, and then um and then take it from there and see what we can do. Yeah, that was my next question. What kind of what kind of profile are you? Are you a craft beer drinker, or just kind of looking for something that everyone in the fan base can drink? Um, the craft beer I like I guarantee you people don't like i love sour <laughs> beers and that's ah. very few and far between to find someone who likes sours yeah um, yep. so it, it definitely would have to be uh probably like a pill yeah something i don't know something everyone could like but definitely something unique i would we were trying to color it more like the album so like a purplish red is what we were trying to color the beer ah. um so that's like where the it'll come full circle which i think had to do with um yeah what we were brewing it with yeah, it, it, like I said, it is in the works, so it will happen at some point. It's just the last obstacle that we have to get. Oh, man, I can't wait to try it. And interesting, you bring up sours, man. I'm a big craft beer fan, and I love all the IPAs and lagers and reds, but I, but sours just is a big stumbling block for me. If it's something like fruity, like a like a lemon or a lemonade or something that that's going to make me puckered, you know, based on the fruit in it, then maybe it kind of comes around, but there's some weird sours out there. And I heard that sours is actually spoiled beer. Really? Oh, great. That makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of like kombucha. That's why, that's why I like it. I can like chug yeah. the sours. Um, there's a sour cathedral. Uh, I'm, I'm located in Cincinnati. There's a cathedral that they turn into like a sour brewery and they have a pickle beer, which is my favorite. It's like a dill pickle sour beer. Ooh, ooh. Yep. I know it sounds gross, but if you're a person <laughs> who has a sour palate, I'm telling you, this is the bomb. I try. I try every summer, you know, summertime, if I can find like a cherry or something, I'll, I'll take a little taster of it. But I still, you know, can't can't do it full 
foolheartedly. But maybe when you're in California and get to try some craft beers, there's a ton of great ones out here. And we got the show to look forward to you guys at the Regent Theater on September the 7th, along with Currents and King of Giants and Landmarks. Yes, yes. Cannot wait. It's the first time to the U.S. I can't wait to bring them over. It's going to be awesome. And I imagine you guys have tackled the set list already. Any idea of how many songs you're going to be working in from the new album? Yeah, so um, the new album, we're playing, playing uh, five new songs, so pretty much half the new album. Wow. Um, and then we're mixing it with, um, obviously, some back catalog and some... Uh, this time, we're actually doing something different. Our perspective has really changed since the pandemic, and um, it's changed in, the good, in a good swing to where we really want our shows to be a unique experience. So we're doing some deep cuts and some, like, um, exclusive deep cuts for like VIP sound check and stuff. So we actually are playing two sets. So our in the morning we're playing a set and then at night we're playing a different set. So which we've never done before. So we're, we're really excited for that. Ah. A lot of songs to learn, but uh, <laughs> I'll try not to mess it up. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. And then imagine is, is the production get bigger too each tour? Oh yeah. Yeah. This one, this is the, uh, all I can say is the tallest production. That's the biggest difference with this one is it's just, we went up. <laughs> So there's just more stuff that could fall and it's a lot taller, but it should be awesome. I mean, I can't wait to see Jared on top of a big lion's head playing, you know, like Dan. Oh, you know, it's, it's so funny. I wish there will be a day that we will have a lion. Um, we actually have this, uh, I think it's like five feet wide, like a five foot diameter of, uh, we have this metal lion head that we were going to use for production one time. We had it made and everything. But then the right when we were doing like rehearsals, we ran into the issue of actually physically bringing it to tour and into venues. It wouldn't like logistically make sense. So we uh, had to go back to the drawing board. So there's a line sitting at Jared's house in his <laughs> rehearsal room <laughs> that's gigantic and we, it's never been seen. It just sits there. Hey, maybe you can work it into a video sometime or something. Oh, yeah. For, oh, I, I would hope so. Right now, it's just the coolest man cave ornament, I guess, that Jared just sort of got. <laughs> hey, dude, uh, one other thing I got to bring up with you, man. I, I don't necessarily expect you to remember me, but uh, you and I happened to be in the same fantasy football league a few years ago, the one that uh, Phil Manasala from Of Mice and Men created. Do you remember that? Do you fantasy football fan? I do remember. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I, it's I, been a couple of years now. I think that was 2018 or something, but I can't remember. I actually um, definitely when I was out there living in California. Um, yeah, I remember that. I think that was one of my last leagues I was in. I actually miss it, especially now that my team's are a real team. I miss playing fantasy. Who is your team? I'm a Cincinnati Bengals guy. Oh, yeah. You said that earlier, Cincinnati. I was thinking maybe Browns, but no, Cincinnati is the right team for sure. And a spectacular team, although our, my Rams beat you guys in the Super Bowl. But Hey, we made it. I, I, I cried every playoff game that we got through <laughs> to the next round. So that's I, w- I already won. <laughs> that was fine. That's all I needed. And they should have another great year. I mean, they should be right there and back in the thick of things. I've already drafted, did my draft the other day and took Joe Mixon first pick overall. For me, at least. Oh, okay. So I, I, I'm, I'm nice. got a lot of faith in them. But and you know, it's funny as I hit up Phil too, and I was like, dude, are you gonna do another fantasy league? Let's do this. Come on, I like playing in a couple leagues each year. And he said, oh, I'm thinking about it. So maybe we can nudge him to get that going. Yeah, dude. I would, I would. Another a band guy one is good too because I feel like it's an equal knowledge of sports. You don't have that one guy who's just really dialed in. Everyone equally <laughs> knows sports enough when you play with other musicians or people in entertainment. I feel like when you get the guy who's 
like so invested in sports. He just like talks in circles around you and just makes you, yeah, he can just dominate. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. We'll keep our fingers crossed. That happens. Dude, I appreciate all the time. Last thing I got to hit you with, we're one of those old school radio stations. We still do mandatory Metallica every night at 10 PM. And I'm kind of curious. Uh, do you remember hearing Metallica for the first time? What was your introduction to Metallica? Do you remember how you discovered them? Oh man. Uh, so my mom and my dad are like eighties metalheads. Like they're, they're way cooler than I'll ever be. Me personally, I grew up with Metallica playing all the time. That my uh, that was like that and Megadeth, which I know is probably uh, taboo to say both in the same thing. But that and Megadeth were my mom's uh, favorite band. So I remember early on, but pro- I'd probably say like pre being in school, so probably like three or four. Um, my mom blasting the Black album. But the coolest thing I was gonna say about Metallica is the only thing I have like of my parents being together when I like before I was born is this like shoebox of relics. And when they were like teenagers in the 80s, they would figure out who the road crew was and they would make fake passes. And they would like, and this is like old laminate stuff. Like they weren't all shiny, but they would like figure out the name of like the actual guitar text and put the name in like a fake barcode and their actual picture. And they had all these passes that they actually got into these huge arena tours back in the day, snuck their way to stage and just (laughs) snuck and partied backstage. But I have all those passes now. And they look like they're made at Kinko's, but I guess back then it probably looked state-of-the-art. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, that, that's like my favorite Metallica story. It's like my parents just used to sneak into all their tours and make, <laughs> and they would know all the name of the roadies. That's awesome, man. What a great idea. I mean, I had a friend that used to have all the different colored wristbands and then he would just look for whatever wristband it was that day. And then, you know, oh, it's a yellow one today and throw that one on. But that's that's oh, taking yeah. it one step further, you know. <laughs> Do you? Have- I know, it, it took a lot of effort. I, I'm, I'm very... Uh, Give them props. Do you have a uh, favorite Metallica tune we could play for you on Mandatory Metallica? Oh, King Nothing. Ah, kind of a newer song. Yeah, that's like, I don't know what it is. I um, Our guitar player, Justin, plays that riff on Soundcheck a lot. Is That that song sort of flew under the radar for me. And then I was like, what is that song you're playing that uh, Soundcheck? He played the recording of it. And I was like, uh, this is so badass. I didn't even know this Metallica song existed. It's, it's definitely on my frequent uh, rotation. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time. Best of luck on the tour and with the album. Can't wait for the uh, L.A. show on the 7th. Thank you, man. Hope to see you there. Absolutely, man. Safe travels. Bye-bye. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at Mike Z 967 And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.